Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome back to a bonus episode of the Kit and Krista podcast where we're going to tell an extra special story time that we wanted to get in before the Game Awards. Yeah, this is a bonus story time about something that happened 10 years ago, and it is kind of, you know, time sensitive. It is. It's related to the Game Awards. It's related to Jeff Keighley, our friend. So we had to tell it now in in this little (laughs) bonus episode that we're doing here. But this is about uh, VGX, which... You know, I don't know how many people remember this, know this, watched it in the moment. Yeah. But this was kind of the one-year bridge event between the Spike TV Video Game Awards and Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards. Right, right. And it had a lot of differences from the traditions of the Spike TV mm-hmm. Video Game Awards. Right. Um you know, those those had been running for many times. Those were on broadcast TV. That's right. On Spike TV, mm-hmm. which is a part of Viacom, this huge media company. Yeah. Uh, with Jeff being very closely involved in putting those together from a production standpoint. They would have celebrities hosted by celebrities, celebrity mm-hmm. appearances, big musical guests. It was this really, like, over-the-top presentation, which was right. positioned as this celebration of games for gamers, but... It always felt like it was for just a few layers beyond that. Right. It, it got like Hollywood. It. Yeah. Right. I don't know how you what you call that, but it's like it. It got to a point where was it really for the video game audience, or was it? Did it become like this big sort of Hollywood kind of celebrity thing that video gamers don't actually care about. Yeah, I think the feeling was like they were trying, you know, people had a cynical view of what Viacom was trying to do of like, we're going to reach out to like the Maxim magazine crowd who, you know, have kind of maybe a bit of a broader interest, but we're going to draw them in by making this an extremely mainstream show. So those, those award shows always had a very iffy reputation but i think a lot due to you know jeff's relationships in the industry yeah they did pull you know a lot of action from people within the industry he got right. announcements he got people there we did a big thing with mr miyamoto where he got this lifetime achievement, achievement award, award yeah, that was a big right. deal for us so within the industry they did have still some air of legitimacy yeah yeah so and then that ended Right, so we get to 2013, and you know, I think all of us at Nintendo were like, well, it's gonna be another year of the Spike TV Video Game Awards, and that'll be cool, but we started to hear, like, no, we're gonna do something different this year. Um, Viacom and, and Spike are still going to be leading this, but it's going to have a completely different format. First and foremost, it is going to be streamed only. This no, is the first time. No right? broadcast TV element. Yeah. Which today you would say, oh, of course. No problem. Yeah. Who even watches broadcast TV? But back in 2013, it was like right. a huge problem. 
It was, yeah, it, the signal that they were sending back then was, this doesn't matter. Right. This is not important yeah. anymore and, and, to be on broadcast Right. And television. maybe we're kind of, this is our one foot out the door step of like, we're not really going to do this anymore. Yeah. We kind of want out of this whole deal. And this was the last thing that they did. So I think that, that kind of thinking was, was accurate. Um, but there was some interesting things they were doing. Like this was where Jeff really started to... Uh, emphasize like, hey, watch it on your PlayStation or watch it on Steam. Like he was mm -hmm. really angling for a lot of those relationships to try to broaden the audience and watching it on the device, which was something you couldn't really do before. And there had just been, you know, these next generation hardware launches. So that was very fresh in everybody's mind. Couldn't stream it on a Wii U though. No. Wasn't possible. It <laughs> was not possible. Whoops. Right, right. And it, it you know, once we get into the event itself, like we would definitely recognize like this is an extremely stripped down production right. based on the over the top excess of the Spike TV right, right. video game awards. And this was news to us. You know, we pondered what this might mean, but again, we had a great relationship with Jeff. And we knew that we still wanted to support this show somehow. We knew that he would, you know, find a way to make it noteworthy and newsworthy. And we had supported, like I said, the Spike TV Video Game Awards for years and years and years. So this was not like a new way of thinking right. for us. Um, so we started to think about, you know, what what is what is the reveal for his, you know, the world exclusive. Right. <laughs> like what could we, you know, what could we offer? Um, you know, this was the height of the Wii U doldrums, though. That's true. Yeah. So we did have some games starting to come to Wii U yeah. that were like pretty okay, though. Yeah. Like they were, they were, they were. We had announced some stuff for Wii U. Sure, so sure. Starting to be okay, but it was definitely all dicey. We had also at this point started to do Nintendo Direct, which meant mm -hmm. we had more ways than ever to share news. So there was a bit more uh, competition. For yeah. where where does news go? Yeah, does if it we go have into news? a direct or do we give it to something like this so for Jeff, right? So frankly, this was this was hard for us to even find something. Right. But we finally did settle on this idea of revealing uh, Cranky Kong as a playable character in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which was gonna be coming out the following February. This event happened in December mm -hmm. of 2013. So we're getting into the home stretch of this game and we're thinking this can be a really cool surprise right. and a nice bit of you know fan service um, for Donkey Kong fans um, to be this you know exciting thing and it's not going to be a new game announcement. Um, you know maybe it's not on the same level of some of the things that we'd revealed before but this will still be cool and we can supplement this with some live gameplay, really show off the character mm -hmm. and build it into this extended thing. That was something that Jeff was looking for with this was, you know, let's not just have a trailer, like let's show the game off in, in sort of a longer setting or let's have a developer there and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. The show ended up being over three hours long, <laughs> extremely <laughs> long. Jeff loves the long shows though, you know. <laughs> he does, he does. Um, so we, we settled on that, you know, we pitched to Jeff, you know, he was into it, he thought it was cool. So it was like, all right, well, we're, we're all set on that. So we start to work on the reveal. Um, you know, we do have some exciting things going on with this. You know, we, are, we had planned for a couple people from Retro Studios mm -hmm. to come. We were going to have the game's creative director there to be on stage with Reggie. Yeah. 
we were going to get a couple other people from Retro to come and do the gameplay. So it's like we're getting the best possible gameplay from Retro themselves right, right. to show this off in this great way. So, you know, we're, we're feeling pretty good about this as we get, you know, past Thanksgiving and into December. Um, but then uh, disaster strikes. Tragic. Because Cranky Kong leaks. Of course it leaked out of... Out of Europe. Europe. I believe it was Amazon Italy. Oh, Italy. Italia. Um, <laughs> and not I was... super surprising, but not great. Not great at all. Um, you know, we, it, like I said, it was very close to the game's release date. So that's when things like box art start to get out there. I think that's right. actually, I think that's actually what it was in this case. It was like they had posted the front and back box art, which showed very clearly there's Cranky Kong right there. Right. So this was not good. Um, I was not on the receiving end of the communications from Jeff, but from what I heard, he was big mad, like furious. And he is normally a pretty easygoing guy. He is. Um, very even-keeled, very reasonable, and that's something that we really appreciate about him. But in this case, he was livid about this. And yeah. I think that gave a window into his mindset of this show. That's what I was just gonna say, yeah. It was must it? have been because there was some pressure on his side right. to, to make this into something in this very transitional year. You know, it's a different thing now. It was such a huge, hugely different format before. So he must have been feeling some kind of pressure. Exactly. There was just something that was not right about the way that this show was coming together that was right. leading to him being cranky himself. <laughs> uh, so, Ironically, also cranky. So, you know, we did what we could. We tried to do damage control. At that point... It's too late. It's like, well... Let's try and make the most of this. We'll still have the demo. We'll still have these guys from Retro. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be 100% news, but like, what do you want? You want us to not, you want us to not come? The only other option is right, to not do it. Right. You were still going to have like Reggie and all those retro developers yeah. there. Yeah, like, there was still There's still cool like things. a lot of, at the time, what I think what we perceived as like Nintendo support, which is always an important thing yeah. to Jeff. Right. So I think that. Yeah, you, I mean, I, I don't know how much you can smooth it over at this point. It's just what it is. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, we continue planning. Like I said, you know, this. so that leak happened on December 2nd. Oops. And the event was on December 7th. Oops. So we were really, like, days to go. <laughs> yeah, there's no nothing you can um, do, really. From this to happen. So, it's like, it is what it is. You know, we keep doing the work and the planning on our side. And, again, we had a really big group going down to L.A. Mm -hmm. to do this. So... I went, a lot of other people from the PR team went. I was I was the PR lead for Donkey Kong Country. That's right. Yeah. And I had become kind of this PR person for retro overall. Right. Which was a role I really liked. Yeah. Um, they were really they're they're, they're awesome so great to work, to work with. with. Yeah. Such nice people. Yeah. Um really, really kind of curious about like the work that we did and mm -hmm. wanted to learn and, and really had just really a genuine open mindset too. Yeah, just a yeah. genuine curiosity about that, which was which was refreshing and nice. So like, like I said, like, you know, huge group, like 10 plus people going down. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're going we're gonna to go make the most of this. Um, the day before, when most of us were there, we get this other bit of news, which is about the host for the show, which <laughs> up to that point, we had understood was just going to be Jeff. Jeff, yeah. And we have the tweet. Right here from Jeff himself. <laughs> Excited to announce your host for VGX, 
Joel McHale, and I'll be oh joining boy. him as co-host. See you guys tomorrow at VJXLive.com. The day before, 11.43 a.m. on right. December 6th. Right, the day before. When this tweet was sent out, right. which is crazy. So a bit of context there. With Spike TV Video Game Awards, it was not unusual for the host to be announced a bit late. Like, mm -hmm. And like Sam Jackson had been the host for many That's right. Spike TV Video yeah. Game Awards. Yes, I remember that. But in this case, you know, everybody thought like, oh, it's just going to be Jeff hosting this and Jeff right. will do a great job. For Joel McHale to arrive on the scene at the last second, again, it was like, what's happening here? This seems troubled. It, it's a very, like, uneasy place, I think, because from, like, a like a video game brand perspective, like, you never want a host that just doesn't understand the games industry right. or understand games. Like, Joel McHale is, like, a comedian, basically. Right, So, right. like, it's kind of worrying, like, what's this guy going to do? Is he going to be, like, a loose cannon and make, like, all sorts of inappropriate jokes or whatever? Wow, it's like you know what was going to happen. <laughs> But that's that's the feeling I think when you know when this kind of stuff gets announced. Yeah, and it's like late in the game, so again you don't have any like at eleven forty three. Yeah, here it is, eleven forty three a.m. on yeah. December sixth. We have the tweet right in front of us. Yeah, like it, at that point, like you just you don't have any other choice but to move forward. With right, this. you're just like so, painted into this corner. So you know? what we, you know, we all just we were all like, what's going on here? We were discussing yeah. this, and you know what we thought was, you know, Viacom was feeling nervous about where things were headed with this. Obviously, it's a new format. Um, you know, Jeff, to that point, had been a bit more behind the scenes with the Spike, so they were probably just like, we need something to put this a little bit over the top and, you know, to kind of rely back on their old ways of like, a celebrity will get eyeballs. Exactly. So who can we get at the last second? And right. Joel McHale raised his hand and said, I'm so. available, I guess. I forced to do it. <laughs> and Joel McHale, you know, he, like, he does know a, a little bit about games. Yeah. Like he is, he is, um, you know, not completely in the dark about it. But as we would find out, like he, I think he envisioned himself as being there for other reasons, or maybe he was told that. I don't know. I don't know. It, it just isn't, like later on when you and you guys should all go watch. This is available for you to watch as well. Right. Like go watch some some of these parts because it's just a bizarre pairing between Joel and, and Jeff, and just right. talking about video games overall in that setting was like right. really strange. So I mean, I, I don't think they ever had a chance to rehearse. I mean, they may I don't have, think they I, I don't ever, think they yeah. had ever met them, each other before that's until what, it was that's like- That's what it looked like, at least. Roll the cameras. Yeah. Um, so a very strange and slightly concerning thing for us as the Nintendo team to see. But again, right. it's like, well, we're gonna be ready with our part. And the rest of it I is mean, out your circle of control. We right? have Reggie, who is, the best public speaker I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he's going to be able to it's like, roll with anything. It'll, it'll be fine. Yeah, he'll and, roll with it. And anything. these retro guys have the game. They're going to play this great game, which looks great. We're not too worried. So go to bed feeling good. Wake up the next morning. Um, this was kind of an early... So was, the event was on a Saturday, December 7th. Kind of early afternoon. I think it started at maybe like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, which is kind of a weird time for something yeah. like this. So I got up a little bit early because we had some things to do. Look out the window, it's pouring rain. I'm like, in oh. Los Angeles, which yeah, is pretty so, rare. So, oh, yeah. that, well, that's unusual. But it shouldn't be a big deal because, you know, as Nintendo would, we have car service taking us from the door to the hotel to the mm -hmm. door of the venue. We right. were stopping for lunch along the way. It was like, you can just run right in. 
Um, no big deal. It's like Reg Reggie cannot be walking down the street. No, like no, we, ever. We, we've seen that. We've yeah, seen he that. He will get mobbed. He he gets mobbed, um, and it's and it's not a good scene. So it's like, well, it's raining, whatever. I get a phone call shortly after I wake up uh, from someone who says, uh, "Did you see it's raining?" <laughs> I said, "Yes, I, I'm aware that it's raining." <laughs> Your boss at the time. And they said, "Well, that's not going to work. Uh, I need you to go pick up." umbrellas for the group <laughs> oh my god uh okay we have about uh, uh you know 12 to 15 people here um it's it's a saturday morning in downtown los angeles and i we in need 2013 we need to go in about uh an hour yeah no problem i can get you 12 umbrellas oh sure gosh. why not so um <laughs> this is one of those things where i just have to shake my head i just start walking down the street and i'm like well where where, I, I know, like, well, there's a mall. Yeah. Downtown LA at that time in 2013 is a little dicey. Is what right. So I knew too. there was, like, a mall if I walked maybe, like, 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. And we were in the hotel where we always stayed for E3. So right. I, I kind of knew a little bit of my surroundings Your bearings, there. yeah. But I checked, and it's like, well, they don't open, actually, because it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday, They don't yeah. open until a little bit later. They're not open. So it's like, I really need to figure something out here. So I walk in the other, I, I, I find that there's like a convenience store. Okay, somewhere. that's a good idea. And I, I come up to that and I go in there and they had maybe like an umbrella. One. Yes, and I was like, well this is not gonna, this is not gonna work, people are not gonna be happy. If they only if, if, need if, to share. Yeah, if you ask for, you know, a box full of umbrellas and I have one. Right. We can't do that. So I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know about this. And I walk, but I walk out and I see a guy on the street corner <laughs> selling umbrellas. Oh, wow. Like, like happens. Like this guy just showed up out of nowhere. It's like, oh, it's raining. I'm here. Um, and I'm kind of, and, and I'm kind of like looking at him out of the corner of my eye and I'm counting the umbrellas. How many did he have? I'm like, two, four, six, eight. It's like, he, he has enough. He has, he has enough. enough umbrellas, but he's doing good business on the side of the street. I notice, I'm not sure that this person speaks English. Oh. So this is going to be a great test for my high school level Spanish. <laughs> so Do you have cash? I always have cash. And this you is this is one of the reasons this cash. is one of the reasons why. In these case umbrellas you need an emergency umbrella. These umbrellas were also fairly cheap because they were junk. Um, I was gonna say he might have I was I was wondering if he would upsell, upcharge no, because of the rain and no, people needed it. He was it, a so very honest uh, fellow, um, these, um, these umbrellas, like I said, they were junk and they cost about $4 a piece. Oh, that's not bad. And I was, and I was going to, yeah. I was going to buy, each. I was going to buy, um, 12 of them. Yeah. So how much is that? Do some math for me right uh, there. Oh no. <laughs> it's $48. $48. I had that on me. You did? Of course. You have $48 on you. I did then. Do you yeah. have $40 on you now? I don't know. Don't shake me What's down on, on a podcast. Open your I'm not, I don't have, I put it down. I don't oh, have, you don't have your wallet. You see the moth fly out right on this podcast? <laughs> Are you joking me? So I walk up to the guy, you know, put on my happiest face, <laughs> and I say, Yo necesito 12 paraguas, which means I need 12 umbrellas in Spanish. Wow. He said, he, he got it right away. Um, he didn't have a bag. I kind of had to like, oh, <laughs> you know, juggle these things back to the hotel. Um, but I got them. Wow. I got the 12 umbrellas. This is the thing about these kinds of events when you go with a big contingent right. of Nintendo execs and developers is you never know what kind of weird stuff they're going to make you buy. In your case, 12 umbrellas. Right. Dulce 
para paraguas. Paraguas. Yes. Sorry to anyone that speaks Spanish for us. It's string Spanish. It's like when you were at the Game Awards and Mr. Aldama said, "I need you to make me a pocket square." Yes. Or take me to the nearest Target so I can buy candy. These ridiculous like, requests okay. almost ended us, but. Yeah, but you got the umbrellas. I'm there. It's time to go. It's, everybody's meeting in the lobby. I hand an umbrella to everybody. <laughs> everybody looks a little confused of like. The rain's like letting up now. It's like I think I think we're gonna be okay. Oh no! The the, the punchline to this is nobody ever opened one of those did, umbrellas. Did they give it back to you? No. Okay, they uh, took them. I mean, I I I I had one for myself, but you yeah, they, I mean, they probably got left in the back of the bus or whatever. Oh. But all that work was was absolutely for, for nothing. People are like yeah. it's not even raining that hard. What's the big deal? Thanks. Is your boss freaked out? He's a, he he is prone to freaking out about weird stuff. Prone to be. Deep, deep cleansing breath. We all have dozens of stories like this. Prone to have like a fixation on something that yeah, it's is a, fixation a is little a good bit one. strange, and and that morning's fixation was about getting the umbrellas. <laughs> I don't good, know why. It's a good but way to put it. Anyways. Okay, so we're in the bus. Like I said, it's kind of like still morning at this point. We're gonna go eat before we go right. to the thing. Good. Uh, we're off at some nice restaurant, and uh, we're sitting with Reggie, and we're talking about him. You know, getting ready. And he says, um, everybody come around. I want to show you something. That's kind of creepy oh. weird. <laughs> no? Okay, yeah, what is it, Reggie? He's like, I want to show you the pin that I'm going to be wearing today on VGX. The pin becomes a real contentious thing. Speaking of other obsessions. Yeah, but this becomes like a thing for like 10 plus years. But I guess maybe... Well, it still is. is. I mean, Reggie has a Reggie pin. That somebody I made know, him. but I'm saying that like this becomes like this thing that right. just becomes, you know, it becomes like urban legend almost. Anyways, right. like he, so, he has a pin. So he says, let me show you this pin. And he opens up this box and it's this 8-bit uh, retro Samus pin. Yes. And we're all just like, oh. Facepalm. We have Retro Studios here. We're here to talk about Donkey Kong. It's clear Reggie has come with intentions to troll. Right. He wants to troll. And... You know, he obviously knows what happened with this. Um, he obviously has been informed that Jeff is grumpy. Yeah. And I think his point his point of view of this was well, we can, I don't care. We can we can troll back. We can, you know, Clap back. We, can, we can have a little uh, we can have a bit of levity about this and see how see how it goes. Oh my goodness. And there was a lot of like, oh, but he's gonna think this or he's gonna do this, what's gonna happen? He's and, gonna ask you and about his, it. you know, his reaction was like, I don't give a good you know what about Jeff's gonna say or do about it. Yeah, he's let, like, I'm gonna wear the pin, I don't let, care. Let it fly and see what happens. So he came ready to rumble. Which which as we'll <laughs> good see, attitude. was the right attitude to have. This is where it's great to, to yes. Thank God we have Reggie here. Reggie is, yeah, he he won't back he will, down. He will handle He'll himself. Handle he challenge. will not back down. Yeah. He will spar with Jeff. Yeah, they'll go two for two. Right. Yeah. And, you know, these these poor Retro Studios guys, like, keep them out of the crossfire. Well, that person, <laughs> that person again, we'll get to it, but that so, poor person. So it's like, okay, this is already going off the rails and we haven't started, whatever. We get to the venue, all of us, and it's, you know, it's immediately clear like this is kind of on the cheap. Like this yeah. is this is kind of like a warehouse that's in downtown LA. It's full of like bric-a-brac. It kind of looks like an old like antique shop. It does. Like in the when you see the the video of it, it has right. like all these like random like paintings on the wall. Like it de it definitely doesn't look right. high end. It's very small. Like We're like the people who are not on camera. They're like you just stand in the corner. Oh. Um, so we did. Um, there's no audience there at all. Right. It's right. it's just. Film crew. The, the people there. Yeah. It could have helped 
you know, maybe help some of these jokes land a little bit better. Yeah, because you like pin drop silence, right. crickets with the film some, crew. Some sort of a laugh track or something, I don't know. Yeah, you need some sort of like, you need some energy in, in some of these things, right? So the Nintendo segment was pretty early in this uh, three hour event. Thank goodness. So we get there and, and you know, Reggie and the, and the retro guys are, are pretty much getting ready right away. And I actually go help the retro guys get the game set up in the back. Right, right. Because that's, that's always a, a complicated it's and scary complicated. thing. It's very complicated. It's like, well, do you have the hookups or what? I was like, oh, we, yeah. can't, we can't get a picture out of this. What do we need to do? Exactly. Right, that the was always, is always, that was always a hairy detail. But we get it all set up and I go back into the little, you know, watching room with everybody else. And the show starts, and there is just immediate tension between Jeff and Joel McHale. Like, uh -huh. Joel McHale is making off-prompter jokes, off-color jokes. Really? Like, really dicey stuff. Really dicey right. stuff. And, like, the look... Not Nintendo-friendly. The look on Jeff's face is, like, he's not even trying to hide it. It's like... He was so, he was already grumpy, I think, from overall just having to deal with this thing. And then he was just like livid right. for him, from having to deal with Joel. Right, right. So he had three hours, he had three hours of that ahead of him. But like, like you said, like this is online, this is on YouTube. Yeah. Like they, they have just like the opening of this show also. Like yeah. that's worth, everybody should, everybody go, should go and watch, watch that. It. Because it's like. I cannot believe what I am watching transpire right here. And the thing with it is that, like, we are so used to Jeff being like, and he he tried to as I think as much as possible, like as like a very usually very smooth, calm, smooth calm, yes. host, right. And you can't like even when crazy stuff happened at the TGAs, like when he got stormed on stage yeah. by random people, right, 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 sc legit scary stuff. Right. Like he, he never lets that facade fall. Yeah, you know. Right. But this is the only time. I think I've seen his expression, like truly. Yeah. He was over it. Truly just, like he had no more patience right. for this. He was over it. I was really shocked, honestly, because I don't think about Jeff like that, no. you know? And no. he isn't like that. No. So I was like, but wow. Again, again you wonder what happened before. In, in the moments and days leading up to this event to exactly. get him to that point, in addition to Joel McHale. I think there, I, I think was, I think there was just a lot of nonsense that he I had to what it is. deal with and put up with. Yeah. From the corporate overlords to get to this point, right? So he was over. So, it. and like we're in the back, we're like, oh, you can't believe this? Oh my god! It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god, Reggie's gonna go on in like five minutes. <laughs> so Reggie, again, thank God for Reggie because Reggie can handle anything. Right. But, but also not great. But right? there's like nothing we can do too. Yeah. Also uh, hilarious because Jeff Keeley's wearing like five jackets. He is layered. <laughs> which, um, layered. which Joel McHale uh, immediately points out. <laughs> He's wearing like a leather jacket and like, and like a, a hoodie, a jacket under that, a hoodie, and, and like, like some shirt. like button-up but shirt. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> we were in Los Angeles. It's not that cold. I know. Again, Jeff <laughs> also just just looks so different yeah. too. Like, Who was in charge of the VGX like, wardrobe this day? His like TGA suits are so beautifully tailored. Yeah. He looks so fantastic. He's got it figured out now. He's figured it out. But this was right. just like such a weird thing to see. After we're used to like the Jeff of today, you right. know, gosh, it's so, so the, the, bizarre. The Nintendo segments there. It's it's uh, Jeff, Joel, Reggie, and this guy Vince Jolly, who was the creative director for the game. Yeah. And immediately, Jeff starts jabbing about the leak. 
Oops. He's like, oh, if, uh, Reggie, are you a little bit cranky that something may have leaked? And he starts making hints of like, oh, fans online might not be happy that this is all you have for us today. Right, right. <laughs> Which, uh, again, is very uncharacteristic for him who's, you know, trying to make these games, you know, trying to make it come off as cool and good. Yeah. And sort of, you know, help the medium. And also he values his relationship with Nintendo Right, but Reggie. in this case, again, I think he was just so over, over it. it. He's like, I don't care. I'm just going for it. <laughs> and there's... So that's how this segment started, with him and Reggie having these jabs. And in the middle was poor Vince Jolly. Who looks? It was like it was like one of those gifts of like life comes at you fast because he was just like, huh, 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 huh. It was funny because like it was like uh, Reggie, Vince, Joel, and Jeff. So right. Reggie and Jeff were like the furthest apart from each other, but right. they were the only two people talking. Yeah. Joel and Vince, like Joel was just like out of it. Like he's like, yeah. I don't care about this. This is stupid. Like, I'm not here for this. And then and he then, starts making these, like, well, how are the Seahawks going to do, Reggie? Yeah. <laughs> these offhand, like, what? he didn't like, have anything to contribute. Non-sequiturs, yeah. I think, to the conversation. Right. And then Vince just was, like, silent. He looked terrified. With, like, deer and headlights. He looked terrified. Look. He was also dressed eye. like he was going to Sunday church or something, which makes it all the Aww. more funny. <laughs> Wearing the red Donkey Kong tie. I know. And, like, a full suit. Like, right, very right. corporate. <laughs> Not 14 jackets like 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 uh, Jeff. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. it was very like professional. Very looking. funny. Um, I felt bad for him. He was definitely caught in the crossfire. But they do, you know, we get the initial awkwardness out of the way. Everybody gets introduced. Um, you know, Vince um, can introduce himself as well, and we finally get to the gameplay. Thank goodness. Take a little break. Um, and that's kind of like the most normal thing of this segment. You know, they show the game. The game looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tropical Freeze. Excellent, excellent game. Yes. So it's like nice to finally have a chance to you know cut through this nonsense and yeah. just, just show that. And Reggie does say stuff like we have more stuff. We got Smash coming for Reggie. Wii. Reggie, Reggie was really trying, trying. He was trying real hard to he sell the Wii U. Really, he did a good job. Right. He really had very little to work with. And he did a really good job. Yeah, yeah. So that ends, and then there's just more trolling, like. Jeff's talking to Reggie. It's like, oh, Reggie, are you going to get in Smash Brothers? How many votes in the in the in the ballot is that going to take for you to get in Smash oh Brothers? Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then Joel McHale's like, so are you going to kick Sony and Microsoft's butt? Like, you he know, didn't say butt. We <laughs> we prepare for tough interviews yeah. as spokespeople at Nintendo, right? With somebody who puts on like the evil hat and asks you nonstop mm -hmm. hard questions, right? Almost ninety nine percent of the time, it's never the reality. But this was the this reality. was the reality of that yeah. of, the, of like a nightmare interview where you're just getting like needled with and questions. And it was the worst thing because it wasn't even like an interview that was like written only, like print or something. Right, like so that. it's live. It's live. Live streamed so uh, to literally dozens of people. You <laughs> Ten to twelve. Yes. Um, um, but you, if you say something, if you lose it, you know right. what I mean. Like which Reggie would never. But if you did, oh, like, we almost did. Uh, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff sees the pin. He starts bugging him about the pin. What are we getting? Metroid news. What are we getting? This. Hey, Vince Jolly. How many teams are at Retro Studios right now? Oh. That was. That could have been such a dangerous and scary moment for them. Like thank, poor Vince. Vince. Vince knew better than to oh, touch that. that one. Thank goodness. He just laughed it off. But um, still, it, oh the my segment gosh. wraps. By going through this this awful segment of like, and we've got some Reggie memes from the internet. Yeah. Like this is so like like late night show. This is, this is so like 2013 though, when I know. Reggie started to get like right. real internet famous for all of his little catchphrases and <laughs> right. stuff. And so they go through a couple of those like, oh my body's red, red uh, ready stuff we already know. And, yeah. then, and then Jeff asks him, so like, what would what would Cranky Kong Reggie look like? 
And Reggie says, like, well, if I was Cranky Kong Reggie, I'd have that, that stick in my hand and I'd knock you over the head with it, Jeff. And that's how the segment ended. <laughs> they laugh it off and then, yeah. But basically, Reggie wanted to beat Jeff with a big stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so... They come back to the little waiting area that we're in, and everybody's just like, oh my god. So shocked. Uh, can't believe that happened. I think Reggie loved it, though. I think, like, he really enjoys, like, that kind of thing. Verbal, he, verbal sparring. Verbal sparring. Right. He, loves he loves that. He loves that. He, he loves loved that it stuff. in, like, in, like, just regular meetings, right. too. He wants you to, like, yeah. fight. Yeah, challenge him. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he liked having an opportunity think, to do that versus I, just, like, another boring interview. interview yeah, right. and I think that he sees Jeff as, like, a worthy opponent to verbally spar with him. Right, right. So he he truly did. He had fun with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, to, to be clear, like, he and Jeff Keighley are very tight, very oh close. Oh, my gosh, yeah, they're, like, really good Like, he is on, friends. you know, he, he's... You know, still goes to the Game Awards every year, presents yeah. stuff. So it's, so it's not like there was Jeff actual... Jeff did, like, a whole thing in the end of Reggie's book and everything, too. Yeah. So, so they're, like, really close. It's not like there's any actual, like, bad blood. It was just, no, no, like, no. No, not the at all. Wrong, wrong time. But wrong as, side like, of the bed situation. as the PR team, though, it's always just a little bit scary because you yeah. just never know, like... Like, whatever Reggie says, whatever it happens, it's going to become, like, some story, you know? Right, so especially like, especially with Vince from Retro there, too, who, yeah. who was there to do a very specific job, right. but was caught in the crossfire. Exactly. And he, was, he doesn't have, like, that kind of experience right. doing that kind of stuff. Right. Like, he's a developer, you know? Right. So, so uh, the event continues for three more hours. <laughs> the big... Did you guys stay for three hours? Yeah, we stayed and watched the event. Oh, my God. Um, the event... And or, or kind of the legacy of that event as far as announcements was that was where No Man's Sky first mm, got announced. Okay. And that was like kind of a mind-blowing announcement for a lot of people. Yeah. Famously, the launch of that game did not live up to the promise of right. what that initial announcement said. Right, right, right. And right. it took them years and years to you know get to that point and exceed that. But that was, I think, everybody's enduring memory of the show, besides it being a train wreck. It was like, oh, yeah, No Man's Sky got announced there, and that looked really cool. And that definitely had people talking. <clears throat> so the event's three hours long. It, it closes with this very strange outdoor concert of music from Grand Theft Auto V. Okay. Which, like, oh. Ten years old. This year. We're coming full circle, maybe. Full circle. <laughs> um, and, you know... We, we leave and the event ends, um, and I remember I was back at the hotel that night hanging out at, the, there, was a, there was a great hotel bar at that hotel oh, yes. where many a late E3 night was had yes, yes, by yes, people yes, from Nintendo, and we were hanging out and, and just chatting, and they were like, yeah, that was, that was nuts, that was crazy stuff. Anyhow, you know, the game's you know, coming out really soon, so for us at Retro, we're really starting to look ahead, and... You know, the guys that were there, they're like, yeah, we're actually going uh, to Japan really soon to kind oh. of talk about some, you know, future mm -hmm. concepts and opportunities. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what those concepts and opportunities was. Like, Retro shipped maybe, like, half a game since then, <laughs> 10 years later. Metroid Prime 4 <laughs> they, was the future uh, they, opportunity they Metroid, 10 years ago. Metroid Prime uh, remake and uh, some work on, I guess, you know, like at, at that point, uh, the Mario Kart 7 work had happened. So I don't know what those were. But what were the future that opportunities? That was, I don't know. That was kind of their mindset of like, yeah, we're wrapping this up. You know, we're going to start, you know, turning our focus to something else. Mm -hmm. What was that? What was it? I don't know. No. We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, the show was hugely criticized and panned. Yeah. As it should have been. It was a mess. Um, but it was this interesting 
bridge piece. I was going to say, yeah. Between the VGAs and Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards. Right. Which did have these these some forward-looking elements that yeah. were that were a little bit ahead of their time, you know, being exactly. being the stream, stream only, only. Yeah. having it on the device, looking for ways whether it's through an extended demo or they did have a lot of developers like sit on a couch and like we're going to talk to you for for 10 minutes. Right. Finding ways to let the game speak for themselves yeah. more than just explosions yes. and celebrities. So there was there were some kernels of ideas that I think, you know, and at this point, you know, Jeff said see you later to Viacom. Right. That as he started next year's Game Awards, I think he had some building blocks to work with. I think so. And then this focus on like reveals and stuff. Yeah. Like that was always important to him. And I think letting that be more of like why you would tune in versus it being random celebrity hosts. Yeah. Like that becomes sort of the foundation of the game awards later on. And of course, once he got like full control of that, he was able to do what he wanted and, and make that vision not muddled with some corporate Hollywood nonsense, which is great for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, what do they say? Like, this thing walked so this other thing could fly, right? Absolutely. So I think that's what it was. Yeah, so here we are 10 years later. Um, it was extremely strange to be a part of in the moment. And mm -hmm. now 10 years later, I, you know, I went back and watched pretty much the whole event leading up to this so I could get my memory straight. And in hindsight... It is even crazier and weirder than I remembered it being, which is a rare thing to have happen. Yeah. But I'm glad we have a chance to sit down and share these stories. I and know. Think about it one more time. It is very odd. You guys, again, I'm going to say it again. You guys should all just go and watch some of the, the pieces of this yeah. because you won't believe what you'll see. Because <laughs> I definitely remember at the time it feeling weird. And now it's like, oh, wow, I can't believe wow. that happened. Yeah. That's so nuts. Yeah, so that was the it's a ten year anniversary. There you go. Yeah, of this insane one year only event. Um, who knows what this year's TGA's the Game Awards will bring? What what crazy moments? There's always some crazy yeah. moment. Um, but yeah, to see how you know this kind of award show type thing has evolved over time is really interesting. Indeed. Yeah. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this little bonus Nintendo story time. We are getting ready for the TGA. Yeah. So, yeah, more, more of that and more end of the year, game of the year stuff to come. But uh, thanks for watching. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.